What's up, fellow hardgainers? Welcome back to Build and Keep Fitness Podcast, where you follow the fitness and entrepreneurial journey of a hardgainer college student. My name is Timothy Averill. I am the hardgainer college student, and today, in episode 26, I think, <laughs> of the series, I can never remember, but we're going we're gonna to be continuing last episode, and we're going to talk about the last two out of the top five superfoods that you should consider adding to your diet. These last two very lots of information lots of really really good information so stay tuned the last one especially is the most scientifically backed that i found out of all of the five of these lists very good information tons of health benefits and many diverse health benefits and you'll probably be surprised by it you might you probably won't actually some of you guys won't even have heard of this fruit and a lot of you probably will have never eaten it in your life but it's very it's pretty um pretty um common pretty accessible and you can find it. I found it myself and I bought some and they're pretty cheap as well. But anyway, before we even get on to the fifth one, we're going to talk about the fourth of these quote-unquote superfoods that you should um, that you should try adding to your diet. And actually, I didn't even say this, but if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the first part, that doesn't make sense. Go listen to the first part. Good information. But anyway, back to this one. Fourth food is leafy greens, specifically spinach and kale, but leafy, leafy greens in general. All right. And that's a, leafy greens are a pretty obvious choice, okay, for um, a superfood list because it's very nutritionally dense in vitamins and minerals. However, what people don't know generally is that it can also help with weight training and performance, okay? I forgot to highlight that in my notes, so I'm going to do that now. But it can help with weight training and performance, and that's because they have very high concentrations of nitrates, which can increase nitric oxide production in the blood. Now, nitric oxide acts as a vasodilator, and what that means is it opens or dilates blood vessels, which allows blood flow to flow or allows blood to flow more easily. Because it's a vasodilator, it gives not not only really good pumps in the gym, but it can also decrease blood pressure and it can protect the heart. One study in which um, 400 milligrams of beetroot nitrates per day were given to people for six days. Um, they found that, and this was testing um, weight training performance effects of these nitrates. But when taking these nitrates every day for six days, um, they found an increase in the total reps they could do and the total weight, and the total weight they could lift uh, when training to failure in a bench press program. Now, like I, these are these are beetroot nitrates, like I said. However, it's testing more of the effect of nitrates in general, so don't discount it just because they were nitrates that originated from beetroot. That's just an effect of nitrates in general. I just wanted to state that. Um, but also to go more specifically into spinach, because that's something that I eat all the time. Spinach is very high in vitamin K, vitamin A, in the form of carotenoids. If you don't know what carotenoids are, stay tuned for the next um, superfood and where I'm going to explain what carotenoids are. So high in vitamin K, vitamin A in the form of carotenoids, also high in manganese, high in folate, copper, vitamins B2 and B6, vitamin E, calcium, and vitamin C. Again, folates I will explain in the next food. Um, they're also a really good source of zinc, dietary fiber, phosphorus, vitamin B1, and choline. I actually forgot to define that, so I will pause and then define it for you. All right, I'm back. I have now researched choline and looked into its benefits and what it is. So choline, or choline, I don't know how it's pronounced, but I'm going to say choline. Choline, it's an essential nutrient for both humans and animals. 
Um, your body makes some, but most of it you're going to get from dietary sources, and it supports many vital, not vital, what? <laughs> vital body functions, including cell maintenance, DNA synthesis, metabolism, it helps metabolism, it helps metabolize fats, and it has benefits for nervous system functioning. Now, those are all really good benefits that spinach has, um, but another thing that it has, it's a, it, what is it, sciencelive.com. Um, I believe it was, hold on, I'm going to check that just to make sure. LiveScience.com states that it has a unique and beneficial mixture of phytonutrients, antioxidants, flavonoids, and carotenoids. Now again, I'm going to define carotenoids in the next food, but let's define phytonutrients and flavonoids for you guys real quick. So flavonoids is a class of polyphenolic secondary metabolites, and if you remember phenolic, like phenolic compounds, which, which we talked about last episode in blueberries, phenolic compounds are antioxidants. So flavonoids have antioxidant properties, and they also benefit through they also um, benefit us through cell signaling pathways. And they're also antibacterial, antiviral, and anti-inflammatory. Now, phytonutrients, what they are, they're chemical compounds produced by plants, generally to help resist fungi, bacteria, and plant and virus infections, and also to help. Um, reduce and resist uh, consumption by insects and other animals. So benefits that they have, they're also antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. Um, they also may enhance immunity and intracellular communication. They can detoxify carcinogens, which are compounds that help cause cancer, if you don't know what those are, and they can alter estrogen metabolism. So those are some benefits that spinach has specifically, and I wanted to go a little more in depth into spinach because the sources that I found that talked about leafy greens, they didn't go in depth about the actual nutrients and like the micronutrients that they had. They just talked about the weight training benefits and that kind of stuff. So I wanted to do my own research to find the benefits of spinach, especially because spinach is something that I eat. Um, I saute my spinach. Um, you can what I do, I put some olive oil in the pan. Um, and minced garlic to get for only for a little bit don't burn be careful not to burn the garlic just to get the flavor in there and then you put the spinach in there and you want to cook it for only a couple of minutes um because sorry something just distracted me in my room but um <laughs> only a couple of minutes because um spinach and leafy greens are more um nutritionally dense when they are um raw so you only want to cook them for a couple of uh, minutes some also some information about spinach that i almost forgot to add um megan ware who's a registered dietitian and nutri or registered dietitian and nutritionist um stated that eating spinach is beneficial for maintaining healthy skin hair and strong bones as well as helping with digestion um, reducing or decreasing the risk for heart disease and improving blood glucose control in diabetics it also among all the other micronutrients that i mentioned it has 839 milligrams of potassium per cup and that's cooked which is a lot that's a lot for comparison one cup of banana slices is only 539 milligrams so um, spinach has significantly more a good bit more potassium than even bananas which are renowned as like a huge potassium source i know that as a runner bananas are always talked about eat your potassium eat your potassium get your bananas in but spinach actually has much more um, potassium than bananas um, and potassium some of the benefits um, these aren't all the benefits of potassium but some of them include um, protection against loss of muscle mass which is really good for training 
for um, weight training and resistance training. Um, it also benefits us through preservation of bone mineral density. It can de and it can decrease the formation of kidney stones. And again, there are even more benefits than that, but those are just a couple. And the stats says um, per cup cooked. And I do want to mention, like I said, spinach and leafy greens are more nutritionally dense when they're raw. And if you cook it, like I said, only a minute to two minutes, it's it's likely that they'll be less cooked, I think, than um, the the than the cooked spinach that was used in the statistic, meaning that you would you would even have more potassium than the 839 grams. Now that's not like evidence based or anything. That's just my guess um, because generally when I see cooked spinach, it's cooked for a lot longer than one to two minutes. But that's how I personally prepare it: cook it for one to two minutes to preserve as much of those micronutrients as you can without eating raw spinach because nobody in their right mind wants to eat raw spinach it's disgusting nobody wants to eat raw spinach or kale um you can saute spinach like i said with some garlic cloves and some olive oil i would however don't use garlic powder um it's a little weird using garlic powder it gets all kind of clumpy with the olive oil so i would say use garlic cloves um and also veggie stir fry if you're doing stir fry with spinach you can use spinach and you can include garlic which is another one of the superfoods that we talked in about last episode you can include both of those in a stir fry and get the benefits of both which i actually had today for lunch i had a um not to get too off track but i had a spinach garlic tofu uh scrambled egg and rice stir fry very good i would have had white onions but i didn't have any white onions with me but yeah that anyway that's a really good way you can um prepare spinach um, and for kale, you can actually put those in like protein smoothies or fruit smoothies. Um, me personally, I can still kind of feel it a little bit, but it doesn't really add or detract too much from the flavor of the smoothie. So that's a really good way. You can add it as long as you um, blend it up thin enough. You can't really tell that it's in there. Um, and even if you can't tell that it's in there, I've had smoothies before where you can tell and it's really not that bad. I was just a child and I complained because I had greens in my in, in my smoothie which i didn't want but it has a lot of health benefits now for the last and final superfood i just spent the last like eight to ten minutes talking about spinach and leafy greens but this superfood it's also green but it's not a vegetable it's a fruit it is the kiwi fruit the amount of benefits that this fruit has insane I never, never, never knew. As soon as I heard about this, I literally, the next time I went to the store, I bought a thing of kiwi fruits. Unfortunately, I don't have the receipt with me, so I don't remember how much they cost, but I think I bought like, it might have, it was, I think it was like over 12 kiwi fruits. Hold on one second. I'm going to grab the container to see if I can find the number. Okay, I'm back. I didn't find the number of kiwis that it had, but it was like the net weight was two pounds of kiwi fruit, which it was over 12 kiwis, I believe. It might have been like 13, 14 kiwis. It, it wasn't more than three bucks, maybe. It might have been like 350. But that's, it's really not, it's not super expensive for a lot of kiwis. You just eat one kiwi a day, two kiwis a day. Actually, I would say two kiwis, because they'll start to go bad after a while. Two kiwis a day, tons of health benefits, okay? Tons and tons and tons and tons of health benefits. I've been um, eating them recently. I haven't been eating them long enough to really um, vouch for their benefits yet. However, I can kind of tell tell you that um, when I go through the benefits, I can kind of tell you with some of the benefits how um, I've personally um, found them effective in those kinds. But again, take that worth a grain of salt because I haven't been using them. I've used them for maybe like a week at this point. Used, eaten them. I mean, 
I'm gonna take a drink of water because there's a lot of information to go into here. Hmm. Okay. So, for kiwi fruit, to start off, there was a study done where they compared kiwi fruit to apples, bananas, oranges, strawberries, and blueberries um, in raw per 100 gram edible portions. And kiwi fruit were found to have more total dietary fiber, significantly more vitamin C. In fact, they had one point, around 1 1.6 times more vitamin C than oranges did. Um, significantly more vitamin E and vitamin K. And they were second to oranges only in folate, beta carotene, and lutein, and zeaxanthin, and just but barely. And they were they had significant levels of potassium, second only to bananas, and not even by a large margin, and tons of copper as well. And it had more copper than any of the other fruits in this study. Now, before I go any farther, I said some terms. I said some terms. Folate, beta carotene, lutein, and zeaxanthin. Zeaxanthin. It's hard to say. I'm going to define those real quick because you probably don't know what those are. So to start off with beta-carotene, beta-carotene is a red-orange pigment. It's um, part of like the carotenoid group. Um, and to start to say what carotenoids are, they're a class of pigments divided into really two groups, um, xanthophils and carotenes. Obviously, beta-carotene is a carotene. Um, but carotenoids can be converted into vitamin A. They're fat-soluble and they have antioxidant properties. So beta-carotene is a precursor to vitamin A. Like I said, carotenoids can be converted into vitamin A. Beta-carotene is a precursor to vitamin A, like all carotenoids, antioxidant properties. And they can also induce um, cell differentiation and apoptosis of some tumor cell types. Apoptosis is just controlled cell death. So essentially, they can help kill tumors. All right, that's the, that's the basic of what I'm trying to say. They can also enhance the immune system by stimulating the release of natural killer cells, such as lymphocytes and monocytes. Now, it's also worth noted, noting that beta-carotene and other carotenoids provide around 50% of the vitamin A needed in the American diet. Now, if you're not American listening to this, that doesn't really matter for you, but <laughs> those are massive sources of vitamin A that we need. Um, now, to talk about lutein, not to be con confused with leucine, which was the amino acid that we talked, the essential amino acid that we talked about when we talked about muscles. Lutein is a xanthophil, which again is one of the groups of carotenoids. Xanthophils are generally found um, a lot in leafy greens and vegetables, um, but kiwis contain a lot of lutein, like I said. Um, some of the benefits of lutein is they're anti-inflammatory and um, they, they're really good for eye health. They improve or prevent age-related macular disease, and macular disease um, is said to be the leading cause of blindness and vision impairments. Zeaxanthin, which was um, listed in the study with lutein, it was like um, in the study, in the graph, or in the, um, in the table, it was like listing off the micronutrients, and lutein and zeaxanthin were like together um, because they both play together really um, good roles in um, helping with eye health. But zeaxanthin is also a xanthophil and thus a carotenoid. And it's what gives um, paprika, corn, saffron, wolfberries, and many other things its characteristic color. Zeaxanthin protects eyes from harmful effects of oxidation and light-induced damage. And lutein and zeaxanthin, because they're carotenoids, are also antioxidants. Now, uh, it's... Uh, another thing, important thing to note is that lutein and zeaxanthin, there is found to there. <laughs> sorry, it's found that there are no known toxic side effects 
of eating too much lutein or zeaxanthin. So I just think that's an important little thing to note that there's no harmful side effects for eating too much. So don't worry about that. Um, now talking about folates, folates are a B vitamin and they're needed to make red and white blood cells in the bone marrow. They're needed to convert carbs into energy and they're needed to produce DNA and RNA. Um, if you don't know what DNA and RNA are, um, that I would look up. I'm not really going to explain that in here because that gets more into not nutrition. So, and they're also, um, it's also, folates are also very important because adequate intake are especially important during periods of rapid growth, such as pregnancy, infancy, and adolescence. I personally am an adolescence. So seeing this um, kind of, it's like, oh, hey, folates, important. It's telling me folates are important. If you're pregnant listening to this, which I don't know if, that would be interesting if a pregnant woman was listening to this, but if you are, hi, <laughs> welcome. Uh, if you're pregnant listening to this, if you're a baby listening to this, if you are, I'm very impressed, but also eat folates. <laughs> I'm so stupid, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> those are the benefits of folates. So now to move on, like I said, significant levels of potassium. I talked about the benefits of potassium when I talked about spinach and copper levels. Now for some history of the kiwi fruit, it was originally um, from orchards in New Zealand, and it was called the Chinese gooseberry. However, the term Chinese gooseberry was called unmarketable. Um, and so eventually when um, someone changed the name to kiwi fruit, naming it after the kiwi bird because of the fuzz on the outside of the fruit, was resemble, kind of resembled the fur or the feathers of the bird. Now, eventually this started this used to not be a very common food in terms of global production, but then eventually it started um, increasing in global production, um, which is really good because um, obviously tons of health benefits. And it still it still makes up about about one percent of the global fruit bowl, which is unfortunate because it has significantly more health benefits than apples, bananas, and oranges, which benefit it. But um, ancient Chinese medicine actually predicted the health benefits of the kiwi fruit, which are now shown by modern medicine to be true. One of these benefits being that kiwis promote laxation um, because it has tons of dietary fiber and actinidin, which makes it a dietary in intervention for constipation. Now, actinidin, another thing you probably don't know and that I didn't know before looking at this, actinidin is a protease. If you don't know what a protease is, it's an enzyme that breaks down proteins, okay? Actinidin helps digest proteins and, improve, and it improves gastric emptying now gastric emptying what the heck is that i didn't know either so i looked it up gastric emptying is a test that basically measures the time it takes for food to empty from your stomach and your small intestines that's what gastric emptying is so actinidin helps digest proteins and improves gastric emptying now some other even more benefits of the kiwi fruit um there's found to be an association between regular consumption and mood improvements um, and I, actually, I can kind of attest to this because I can say that I have feel, felt a little better, a little more energized recently in this last week, but I can't necessarily say that that's solely or at all due to the Kiwis because I have made some lifestyle changes um, like the, um, um, what is the, the thing I posted, the um, announcement that I posted as one of my episodes where I cut out the, um, the stress from worrying about my brand and all that stuff. Um, so it might have to do with that or some of the other things that I've done in the last week to help reduce stress and help me feel better. 
but I can say that I felt better, and that does correlate with me eating. That that timing does correlate with me starting to eat kiwi fruits. So take that as you will. Um, one study found that eating two kiwis before bed for four weeks improved sleep onset, sleep duration, and sleep quality in adults with self-reported sleep disturbances. Um, so obviously sleep benefits, and I can also kind of attest to this as well. In fact, the last two days I've slept for like 10 hours. Um, I don't necessarily have sleep disturbances, and um, sleeping for 10 hours is kind of my fault because I just didn't freaking get up like a lazy idiot, <laughs> and I slept for too long. But it, it, I did in fact sleep longer, <laughs> and it did feel like quality sleep. I never woke up in the middle of the night, which I don't usually do anyway, but I slept longer. Um, I went to bed a little quicker when I um, sat in bed, which tends to be something that I don't really struggle with, but I don't, I have recently um, seen or noticed that I've gone to bed quicker than I normally would. And sleep quality does seem to have improved a little bit because I'm not tired at all. That that might just be from the fact that I've slept two, 10 hours plus in the last two days each night. But again, take that with what you will. They do correlate with the results from that study. Um, it, all, it also has been found, kiwis have also been found to have antioxidant properties, which we talked about in blueberries. And in actually almost all of these foods have antioxidant properties, which is funny. Um, it also can increase your immunity, decreasing the risk of cold and flu-like illness, and um, it can, um, with iron-rich foods, can help treat iron deficiency. It's been said by um, a study, if I can find the quote. It's been um, one of the, a quote that from one of the studies that proved this said that it showed an improvement in iron status when kiwis were consumed regularly. There we go. Okay, and now talking specifically about the peel of the kiwis, the peel has been found to have um, a lot of health benefits as well um, because it has lots of the fiber and much of the vitamin C of the kiwi, and the kiwi, or the kiwi peel may also be responsible for the positive effects on sleep. One study concluded that the peel, quote, might provide a useful source for the development of natural sleep aids. So, yeah, the peel... Some people listening to this might not want to eat the peel, but the peel has a lot of healthy benefits. Now, how can you eat kiwis? Well, I just eat them. I mean, I just eat them. They're good. They're actually pretty good. When they're unripe, I feel like. I think they were unripe, but it was a little bitter the first time I ate it. Kiwis are a little bit sour. I like sour foods, so I loved it. And they're, they have a lot of sweetness. Um, I'm experimenting with how much I'm eating and, how, and when I'm eating it. Um... I was originally eating once per day, but then I recognized that they might go bad if I don't start eating them two times per day. So I'm now eating two kiwis per day. Um, because of the study saying, talking about the sleep benefits before bed, I ate one in the morning and one at night. You do what you want to, um, but just don't skin the kiwi and take out the peel. Because like I said, that could have, that could um, be responsible for the positive effects on sleep and it has much of the fiber and much of the vitamin C which are two like big health benefits of the kiwi. So eat the peel. I know it's a little fuzzy. Um, it looks worse than it is. Honestly, I've eaten them. I haven't even really noticed it. If you've eaten peaches, it's no worse than a peach. Um, I don't know if it's better than a peach. I haven't had a peach in a while, but it's, it's seriously no worse than a peach. Just rinse um, the kiwi a little bit. It'll come, Some of the fuzz will come off as you rinse it and just cut the kiwi up into fourths. That's what I like to do. And then just eat uh, it by fourths. 
it's it's honestly it's really not that bad. Um, if it's really bad for you, um, I would prefer you eat peelless kiwi than no kiwi at all. Because again, lots of health benefits. But honestly, once you get you, it's really not bad. It's not bad at all. And one tip I want to say is um, just restoring the kiwi. I personally store them in a fridge. I find that when I store it in the fridge and I take it out of the fridge and then I cut them, they're firmer. And um, they, it seems like they're going bad. Um, it, they're taking longer to go bad because they're in the fridge. I need to start eating them though because they're going to start going bad real quick. Um, but yeah, like all fresh ingredients like the spinach, that's something I should say. Like spinach, leafy greens, and kiwi, they're fresh ingredients so they'll get go bad relatively quick. So you want to, when you're buying them in the grocery store, it's best to buy them like every week in small quantities in the amount that you'll eat for the week. And so you want to plan out what you're going to eat. Um, I'm not going to go into too much about meal prepping and everything like that, but it is beneficial when you're eating small or fresh ingredients to plan out for the week and then buy the fresh ingredients on a weekly basis based on what you're going to eat for the week so nothing goes bad. Because you don't want to just waste a bunch of food. But anyway... That's it for today's episode. I'm done. Oh my god, it's 8.12 p.m. <laughs> I'm done. Holy crap. It's 8.12 p.m. on Sunday. I'm usually done with recording by 11 a.m. See, if, if you guys don't, that's a really good way. If you guys don't understand how much time I put into these episodes, all of yesterday pretty much, all of today. <laughs> oh, I spent too much time. I spent too much time. Honestly, I did. Um, hope you, but I, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Lots and lots and lots of really good information for you guys. Um, yeah, stay tuned. Hopefully this becomes a trend where episodes will be this good. Um, but one of the reasons for that is because one of my friends from school actually is listening to my podcast or started listening. Um, that's crazy. If you're listening, hello. I'm not going to say your name because privacy, but hi. Thanks for listening. Um, and I accidentally let the words I promise slip out of my mouth. And for those of you who don't know me, I promise is a very serious term for me. So I accidentally let that slip. And I said, he said, I liked them. I'll keep listening. And I said, thanks. And I said, they get better. I'm not, I wasn't good at speaking at the beginning. They get better. I promise. And then I was like, ah, oh, crap. I said, I promise. Now they have to get better. <laughs> Oh no, I've trapped myself. So now I have to make my episodes better. I'm trying to continue to improve them gradually. So yeah, so <laughs> I'm now forced to make my episodes better, which is really good for you guys. Um, puts a little, it puts positive stress on me, which is good. It, it, it'll force me to continue to make these episodes better. Um, but yeah, really hope you guys enjoyed these episodes. Hope you find them helpful. Um, if you could leave a like, follow, subscribe. Um, on whatever, depending on what um, platform. I always try to say program for some reason, but whatever platform you're viewing it on, if you can give me a like, subscribe, or follow, I'd really, really appreciate for all the work I put into these episodes. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, suggestions, or ideas on any past or future content that I've produced or that you want me to produce, um, feel free to leave a comment if you're on YouTube, or if you're not on YouTube, um, send me an email at buildandkeepfitness at gmail.com. I'd love and be super happy to respond to you guys. Um, if, you, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to look into those for you or produce an episode around those questions um, if I get enough of them. But yeah, thank you guys so much for for listening, for watching, whatever. Um, I really appreciate all of you. Um, let's shoot for 100 total plays. Woo!
<laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for next week's episodes and have a good rest of your day. Goodbye.